Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting radiolemon.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. everybody and welcome along to the second race of the year and the weekend for the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. Drivers, start those flat six engines. We're about to go racing. The Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama on IMSA Radio. Seventeen corners here at Sebring, and the cars are about to be released out onto the circuit. Action areas at turn seven, the hairpin, the final corner, and there's a couple of other overtaking spots as well at turn ten and at turn thirteen. Tower turn. Uh, Jeremy Shaw has the runners and riders for what looks to be a brilliant grid as we combine the IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge events for the Ultra 94 Canadian Series and the US Series both by Yokohama. Thirty-four cars we expect for this grid. The grid set according to the second fastest lap set by each of the drivers in qualifying. Uh, having said that, car number 71, David Corkman for Park Place Motorsports, will be starting at the back of the field after some sort of an infringement. I honestly don't know what that was, but he is shown as starting last in this 34-car field uh, with a very quick guy. He finished on the podium yesterday. Uh, alongside him on the, the front row, having uh, had a crash in qualifying, Gideon Perfetti from Norway for NGT Motorsport in car number 26. Row 16... Uh, 16 on the grid, car number 83 for Tolman Walker Racing is Max Tolman. Alongside him, Adam Ramos making his debut from Guatemala for, in NGT Motorsports, car number 24. Tom Kerr in number 74 for TPC Racing and Brent, Brent Asplund for Kelly Moss Road and Racing in number 85 on row 15. Moving up the grid to number 28th position, number 10, Frank Razzo for Top Racing. Number 73 in his 73rd year, Wayne Decody for Kelly Moss Road and Race. Bill Smith and Greg Palmer, number 42 and 44, will start on row 13. Ahead of them on the grid, uh, also in gold cut contenders, the slightly older 991 model cars, number 5, Rob Ferriol, and number 52, Kurt Fazekas. On the 11th row of the grid, two platinum class cars in number 61, and Sean McCaig in car number 30 football. Uh, in the 20th position on the grid, car number 77 is Patrick Dassault, and number, alongside in number 56, David Baker, one of the Masters contenders. The 18th position on the grid, the Gold Cup pole sitter, Victor Gomez IV from Puerto Rico, and car number 25 for NGT Motorsports. Ahead of him on the grid, car number 20 for Wright Motorsports is Fred Pordad. Row 8 on the grid, Charlie Luck, a teammate at Wright Motorsports in car number 45, and Jeffrey Boss 
from Narragansett, Rhode Island for JDX Racing in car number 12, making his debut this weekend, his first race in 15 years was yesterday. Uh, Mark Kawami in car number 43, also for JDX Racing on row 7, and alongside Alan Metney for AM Motorsports Kelly Moss in car number 99. He's just starting his second year of racing. Michael Levitas, the veteran, in car number 36 for TPC Racing into the 12th position on the grid. Alongside him, Jeff Kingsley, the youngster for Policaro Motorsports Sports Car Boutique in car number 16. Another Canadian, Stefan Radzinski, in car number 8 for DFC Motorsports Speedstar Motorsport on row 5 on the outside and alongside him Anthony Imperato for Wright Motorsports car number 91. Row 4 is Nelson Mason car number 35 and Marco Cironi in car number 88 two more Canadians. Row 3 Will Hardeman from Texas for more speed car number 19 and Max Root from San Diego for Wright Motorsports in car number 7. Second row to get on the outside Roman Ruzitti from Canada for open road racing car number 96. Number 98 Zachary Robichon also from Northern Border. The front row of the grid, Trenton Esther be car number three for JDX Racing and the pole sitter, Roman DeAndres for Kelly Moss Road Race, car number one. The green flag is in the air and there's problems already. A spinner right from the middle of the pack and fortunately nobody picks up that car as it went across to driver's right. Didn't hit the pit wall. How it missed the end of the pit wall, I'm not entirely certain. Roman De Angelis gets a great start from pole position and immediately Trenton Estep is on the attack side by side. The bright yellow car going up the inside. That's the Mark Mortis machine of... It of, uh, of uh, Zachary Robichaud, yep. yeah. Uh, the first he corner, a great Re start. Re Re well, no, well, he didn't actually. Roman Ruzitti got past him at the first corner, but then into turn three, Roman left the door wide open, and Zachary Robichaud said, Thank you very much. I'll have that third place back again in car number 98 for Mark Motors Racing. Yeah, and he comes through and gets that done. Firing off after the two leaders, fourth position. Will Hardeman up there as well. Yeah. Uh, on the timing screen, just checking that that is Will's car. Down the inside, the number seven is Maxwell Root, the Hurley Haywood Scholarship winner. 1 3 98. So, if you're watching the timing and scoring, not quite what we're seeing on the timing screens at the moment, but we'll go by our eyes right now as they come through to the Jean de Bienne S's. Three quarters of the way around the circuit here. Number 19 is Will Hardeman, so that was him in the mix there. Thought I saw the Texas man's car. A little bit of a different colour scheme to what we've been used to in the past. He used to have the state of Texas on it. It's now blue, uh, white with uh, light blue, the number 19. Down the Ullman Strait for the first time. Uh, job number one has a tick in the box for our pole man, Roman De Angelis because he has got away and he's held his lead and he will be scored as leader as he comes round to complete the first lap. 45 minutes started on the clock. This is a long race. Some of these guys, this will be the longest race they've ever done. So they're coming up through their sports car racing career. 1-3, 98. 96 in there is Remo Rossetti. That was... Pretty good first lap for him. He's got a bit of clear air ahead. Big puff of dirt thrown up by the number seven. That's Maxwell Root sitting in fifth position overall. And I do notice, Jeremy, that Roman De Angelis only has one timing line today. Yeah, the good. 78 is gone, so it's not to confuse us entirely. 
is running in both of these championships the ultra 94 canadian championship by yokohama and the imza porsche gt3 cup by yokohama the usa version so he's collecting points for both driving the number one car out in front at the moment hardeman under pressure from marco Cironi, leader in the Canadian, only entrant in the Canadian Masters category, but he is the best of the Masters out there in the US series. It's Alan Metney who is leading the Masters in the 99 white iFly car. He's in 12th gold. Victor Gomez, 25 car in 20th position. Sean McKeag, check that. Greg Palmer in second position. Go down the right line on the timing screen. Uh, great, great opening lap then for our race leaders, and we saw that fabulous battle yesterday between these three cars with uh, Roman DeAndres, Trenton Estepan, and Zach, Zach Robichon. Uh, but uh, the guy who's on the move is kind of a 71, David Coltman. He started at the back of the field and already moved up 11 positions on that opening lap in car number 71 for Park Place Motorsports. Yeah, he was on for a good result in the first race of the weekend. He had a technical problem on the last lap of the race that saw him tumble down to be the last car in the lead oh. lap. He was sitting down in 25th or 26th well, position. Well, that might explain. Maybe he probably had to change, perhaps had to change the engine, I'm guessing here. Maybe that is what put him to the back of the grid for today's race. Good point. Bit of debris on the circuit that is being watched by race control as they come across the line. De Angelis. Oh, now we have got the 78 back as well. I spook too soon. So De Angelis running 78 in the Ultra 94 Championship and number one in the US Championship. I think that was number eight going very, very slowly there. Stefan Gredzinski, whose ah. car seems to have broken in his ears, limping along the pit wall there. So clearly problems for the uh, young youngster from Edmonton, Alberta. Looked as though there was something amiss with the right rear of that car. He did have the four-way flashes on. Unfortunately, he just missed the pit entry. Off goes the... 88 as well, going a bit of rally crossing there. That's Marco Cironi in that very pretty blue livery. Ninth position for him, but he's held on to that. Meantime, at the front of the field, Roman Angelis. What a talent this young man has. The sound of flat six Porsche engines cutting through the early morning here. Oh, big wobble and slide Oops. from Cironi was what caused him to take to the dirt on the outside of turn one. And that was very odd indeed. Now, I think he's got a right rear puncture. I think Chironi's got a right rear puncture and it gave up when he was leaning on that car. And I wonder if there's been a little bit of contact somewhere down the field. We've seen two cars struggling with potential issues around the rear of the Porsche. De Angelis, 205. 0.85 last time around. Fastest lap of the race and half a second quicker than Trent and Estep as uh, Bill Smith has a wee spin yep. and rejoins in the... Is that tangerine or is it a, just a light red colour? On the brakes, lost it, coming into turn 10. Yeah, just got a bit too close there. I think it was behind Greg Palmer. Those two seem to be battling wherever they go. Uh, uh, very, very closely matched those two. Both uh, n you know, not hugely experienced drivers. And he looked like a little bit too close. Uh, locked him up and oh. he went. And Metney has gone around as well. That's at the final corner, turn 17. He's right under the bridge, just beyond where people will be able to see him. So he's in a blind spot there, but he's got enough room to turn to the inside of the corner. Gets his breathing down to normal. Oh, he got help. He got help there, undoubtedly. 
and race control will be looking at that one it's a second and a half between De Angelis and Estep but we saw yesterday how Trent and Estep really played the strategy very well Jeremy and, and there'll be people saying hang on what are you talking about let's just see what uh, happened to Alan oh yeah the 16 car up the inside side by side they're trying to put two into one and uh, it doesn't go at that point and uh, that was young Jeff Kingsley there yeah. making his debut in Porsches this weekend 19 year old my point about uh, Trenton Estep in second position at the moment, Jeremy, he played the strategy game. People will be saying, hang off, what are you talking about? It's a 45-minute race. But Trenton had a very good car at the end of the race and he had enough talent to be able to use that slight performance advantage. Reeled in the leader yesterday and did what he needed to do. I was very, very impressed with uh, his reading of the situation. 36 car now Mike in trouble. One of the veterans in the series, Michael Levitas. Uh, and he was leading the US version of the Masters in the Platinum class. That was 12th position. Right. He's just spun away there. And Alan Metney was doing the same on the previous lap when he went around. Mm -hmm. So that'll put Charlie Luck into the lead of the Masters class. He also moving up to uh, Platinum class from Gold Cup last season. And again, after a very long layoff, used to do some uh, NASCAR races way, way back 20-odd years ago. But uh, Charlie Luck uh, really enjoying his return to racing last season, stepping up to Platinum class in 2018. So both of the Platinum Masters in the US category, both of the leaders that we've had so far, have spun it away. Mm. Ah, Stefan Radzinski has come to grief as well and that car that was a car that was limping wasn't it and Levitas is there as well so Levitas and Radzinski off at the side of the road at turn nine that looked like to me and they're both off the racing circuit surface but I'm not certain that they are far enough off as Victor Gomez, the 25 car, has he managed to hold on to the lead despite that little drop? See when he comes round, see if I can see Kurt Fazekas. Kurt Fazekas in second in gold club category, yeah. So a little wiggle for Victor Gomez at half a lap or so ago, but he's hanging on there. He's got Fred Poirdad ahead of him, David Baker behind. Those are two Platinum Masters drivers, so they're having a battle which Victor is in the middle of. This time last year, Victor was driving a platinum car here. Well, actually, and this time it was racing. Well, well he yes, wasn't. Uh, no, indeed so, Jeremy, <laughs> yes. Um, and what I'm alluding to, and Jeremy remembers very well, is that uh, that platinum car was pretty much destroyed. And he fortunately still had his gold-class car from the previous year and went, transferred his racing into the gold category. Only lost the championship by two points at the end of the season at Road Atlanta. And the two races that he didn't score any points here at Sebring, well, that was the difference between him taking home a championship or not. Retains the gold category or goes back, uh, stays in the gold category for this year, remains in the gold category for this year, and it has to be thought of as a, a championship contender. Yeah, very he was much so. superb 
in the first race of the weekend here at Sebring. Yeah, he's going to be tough to beat, I think, this season, Victor Gomez. He's got a lot of experience in his cars now and looking to take full advantage of it in 2018, having missed that championship so close last season. Won three races in the Gold Cup during the campaign, but as you say, he was, uh, had to give second place in the championship to Fred Keimer, who never won a race, actually, but no. uh, was super consistent. And that's what it takes to win championships. Just 21, that young man. So a good career ahead of him. Uh, Radzinski's got his number eight Porsche into the pit lane just underneath us. He'll be disappointed. Former Nissan Micra Cup competitor up north of the border. Stefan Radzinski, who I met down at the, uh, the Marlins Stadium for Race of Champions this time last year earlier perhaps actually but uh, this part of the world the Canadian drivers have often used the Sebring season opener for the American Championship as a little bit of a pre-season test bit of sunshine chance to get the cars out in some decent weather this is the first year that the Ultra 94 Championship by Yokohama has had a points scoring round at the Sebring season opener Roman De Angelis as we've mentioned scoring points in both Zachary Robichon in third position overall second in the Canadian part of the championship just put in a 205.4 that's his fastest lap of the race as he's trying to chase down the black and gold machine of Trenton Estep the lead is pretty much equally spaced and then there's a big gap behind Robichon to Will Hardiman who has got about a second on Maxwell Root the young man in the seven car, quite a robust drive in the first race. Yesterday, there was a bit of a bump and run towards the end of the race. I didn't see that the results were amended after that, so I think that might have been his free pass for the year. And he is closing in on the 19, the white and light blue car of Will Hardeman. It was about a second. It's about three tenths now. And the number seven with the red front bumper and the blue back is closed right in the red white and blue stripes down the side of that second generation 991 Porsche Carrera Cup car big slide by the seven Maxwell Root taking too much curb at Christensen corner turn three here but we saw in the opening race of the season he has got supreme car control now as yesterday the 25 battling with the 43 and that's because there's been a place change there as Jeffrey Boss went by the 43 of Mark Kavame and that was a change for position in the US series that was ninth and also the Platinum Masters and that was third check that that was second no I was right it was third Fred poor dad's up the road my apologies Lots of information on the timing screen. Spin, and that, I think, was Max Root. Maxwell Root, I think I saw his car at the side of the road, the white, red, and blue car. Has he had a problem? No, it was the 61, right? That was a bit further down the field, Dan. That's Scott Wellham, 13th position for another him. Guy, another guy making his uh, debut in the Porsche GT3 Cup challenged by Yokohama this week. At weekend. the hairpin, that, Jeremy. Yep. He's got a bit of room to turn that around in front of the Chateau Elan. 
We've had 15 action-packed minutes so far. Yeah. And 56, David that's David Baker. Taking a scenic route. Damage to the... Oh, he's got damage to the left front, Jeremy. Now... Yeah, 34. The McKay car is damaged to the right front as well. I wonder if there's been a coming together there. David Baker, Scott Wellham. And... At least I think they may have come together. The McKay car being pushed or driven backwards into a break in the barriers. Sean McKeague was in around David Baker and Scott Wellham. So keep an eye out for Kurt Fasikas' car, the 52, as Alan Metney is now off at the side of the road. The Kelly Moss Racing number 99 car is well off the racing surface. So this all of a sudden is an absolute race of attrition. It is, isn't it? That was his second incident of the day. In the meantime, the uh, car number one, uh, Roman DeAndres, coming under increasing pressure now from the second place car, Trenton Estep. And we saw that same sort of thing happened yesterday. Yeah. Estep had just set the fastest lap of the race in car number three for JDX Racing. And we saw that yesterday his car was really, really good towards the end of the race on the longer runs. In the gold category, Victor Gomez has 3.8 seconds over Curse for Seekers in second. Egidio Perfetti in third position, man who's been doing a lot of racing in Europe. The Mentos confectionery brand is his family company. And those three are now 18th, 19th and 20th on the timing and scoring. So the top three in gold category have no platinum cars between them. Trenton Estep has no, nothing between him and the front of the race. It's not his at the moment. Roman De Angelis has it, but it's seven tenths of a second now. So he's taken what half a second or thereabouts out of the lead of that last time around. He did indeed, and uh, this time around the gap seems to be around about the same, perhaps between first and second as they come through Sunset Bend Carnival uh, in turn 17. Meanwhile, David Colkman, having started last, is now up inside the top ten in tenth place, and he's driving very, very well indeed. Zachary Robichon is trying to hold on to the leaders behind him. There's a longer gap with Will Hardiman in the 19, the 7 of Max Root, and then Remo Rochetti in the 96. They're all together within a second, battling for fifth, uh, fourth position on down. Excuse me. Mixture of Canadian and US championship runners in the top places. So we're talking about the overall positions. We'll give you the rundown on the individual championships when we get closer to the end of the race. And uh, Max Root, they're running in sixth position in car number seven. He's been, that's the Hurley Hayward scholarship. Full cost yellow, full oh. cost yellow, Jeremy, sorry. And I'm suspecting that there's just too many cars too close to the edge of the circuit. Stefan Radzinski, by the way, having got the number eight car back he's back out on the circuit Alan Metney is out of the 99 car and about as far away as he can get without actually going out of the bounds of the circuit the fence behind him is the uh, is the boundary fence now I've said that has Metney got going again so no, he was out of the car that uh, was yeah okay yeah, yeah, fine. Alan Metney, the uh, 
a former oh. US part of the US skydiving team for 10 years. Now that I don't think it's that car that was by the side of the track that's caused the problem. Uh, the number eight has stopped, so Radzinski got out but didn't get very far, but someone's buried in the tyres at 13. There's a white car buried in the tyres at 13. Radzinski is mobile again. And again, he pulls the car immediately off the circuit, but that will have to be recovered, so it's not been a good day for the number eight car. The... DFC Motorsports run machine on the downtown Porsche sponsored entry for the man from Alberta, Edmonton. So, and he looks like that Porsche is buried deep into the tyres there and that is going to take a bit of recovery. The safety vehicles bouncing over the track. That's so right on the edge. Find it. Well, yeah, it's right on the edge of the airfield, isn't it? So the perimeter fence. I think he's just done a good job of getting it right out of the way, hasn't he? Oh, uh, is that? I thought the tyres I could see in the background were over the top of the car. In fact, it's a stack behind it. One of the Canadian competitors that's, uh, oh, that's Radzinski's car, excuse me. He's a little bit further around the circuit. And that car's had some kind of mechanical malady. So. Yeah, I think that's Mentney's car. The mainly white roof. So we've lost Sean McKeag with accident damage. David Baker. Yeah, those two were di dicing four position Correct. on the racetrack. Correct. And they both had damage. To the uh, Masters contenders. Michael Levitas stopped out on the circuit. Stefan Radzinski out on the circuit. And Alan Metney as well. So five cars with issues as we're just on halfway through this race. 45 minutes was on the clock and the new for 2018 safety car we had a blue one last year we've got a red one this year guards red making a comeback very traditional Porsche colour making a comeback to the to the colour palette for Porsche road cars well, gives us a chance to have a little bit of a breath and go through the Come class back. positions. It does, doesn't it? Because that was uh, pretty frenetic back there. Not so much, actually, for the lead this time, no. as was the case yesterday. Uh, Trenton, Trenton Estep was, uh, had the fast, has set the fastest lap of the race, but Roman DeAndres was able to maintain a, you know, a relatively comfortable lead. Well, less than a second, but he was running out front and didn't seem to be under intense pressure from Estep. So in gold category, only the US series with the gold class cars this year Victor Gomez has seen his lead disappear because behind the safety car they've all closed up and Kurt Fazekas is, is next in line so 25 and 52 are your leaders Egidio Perfetti in third position in the 26 indeed and Egidio Perfetti having had that accident in qualifying yesterday or 
think it was qualifying so was it the race can't remember now but anyhow they've repaired that car overnight yeah. for MGT Motorsports he started at the back and has worked his way up to 20th position overall and third in Gold Cup so a really good drive by that Norwegian done a lot of racing in the Asian Porsche Carrera Cup yeah. series over the last several years hasn't he and as you were saying also in Europe I believe it's going to be taking part in WEC this year as well isn't he yeah yeah exactly so I saw him in the uh, European Le Mans series uh, has driven Porsches for a very long time. Very long time, yeah. Uh, Swiss-based Norwegian. In the Masters category, Marco Cironi is outright the best master. He's the only entrant in the Masters category for the Platinum Cars in the Canadian Series. He's in 10th overall. He'd be delighted with that in the moment, but he still want to be moving forward. Charlie Luck from Richmond, Virginia is leading the... US Masters, that's a 12th position overall, and he's leading that with a couple of cars between himself and Fred Podard and Jeffrey Boss and Mark Kavamir, who are line astern behind the safety car. And that's a really fine effort by Charlie Luck, you know, making, making his return last season after 20 years after the sport he was a, a, he was running in the Bush Grand National Series back in the back in the, 30 years out of the sport uh, in in the, the 80s uh, buddies with uh, Richard Petty who came along to watch him I think one, one or did. two races last season he's oh, an sorry, ex-motocrosser Kyle Petty he's uh, an ex-motocrosser you never yeah. lose it no that isn't that right that's exactly right but uh, he, he's uh, super enthusiastic made his return last year in Gold Cup and to be leading in the Masters category here in the US Series uh, Charlie would be over the moon with that yeah, first opportunity, having stepped up from a Gold Cup for Charlie to have the extra power and the slightly different Gen 2 car, which was uh, had its world racing debut in this series last year. A real feather in the cap of Porsche Motorsport North America in the IMSA series. And, and new for the Masters category this season is uh, ABS systems, anti anti-lock braking systems, which is new only for the, for the Masters. The Platinum class cars, regular Platinum class cars, aren't running ABS, but the Masters do. Uh, and that is one of the reasons, I talked about it yesterday, Jeff Boss, who's running in, in car number 12, currently in the 16th position, he's eligible for the uh, Masters category. On age. He is on age. Yeah. Uh, making his return after 15 years out of the sport. His last race was a Surface Paradise uh, Champ Car race back in 2003. Welcome back, Jeff. Really cool, cool guy, really nice guy from Narragansett, Rhode Island. The, the, the family business w was Cross Pens, actually. They've sold it now. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, amongst other things. Uh, but really, really nice guy and back into the sport this season. But you know, he, he he's out here to, to be the best he can be. He's not interested in... in, in in going for the Masters, go Masters Cups at this stage. He wants to match himself against his teammate, uh, particularly Trenton Estep, because uh, his teammates at JDX Racing. He wants to be able to compare his data to the youngster Trenton Estep and improve himself and get up to speed overall. So he's not worried, at least in this uh, part of the game, in, in, the in going for the Masters uh, okay. glory. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, but he, he's brand new back to the guy. He's had three or four days of so testing. So no very ABS little for time. him is what you say. So he, he is running ABS because he is in the... Oh, I'm sorry, no ABS for him, that's right, because, because he's running for the overall the rather than yeah. the Masters. It's interesting that that should become an option effectively, and that's been driven... Um, clearly for a number of reasons but there is an ABS option for people who want to endurance race these cars and I've seen a number of people doing that with Porsche Cup cars and it's been a retrofit option for the cars but to bring in the Carrera Cup I can't think that it's been available in the Carrera Cup since about 1996 when the new 996 version came out certainly in the UK Carrera Cup and I only know this because I drove the car at Brands Hatch that year it would be 90. 
96 or maybe 97 and for one year it had a fairly rudimentary in those days ABS system and um, nowhere near as sophisticated as the systems nowadays the multi-channel systems that we have nowadays great work by the track services team we're about to go back racing the lights are out on the Porsche Carrera safety car. 18 and a half minutes remain of the second round of the IMSA Porsche GT3 Cups Challenge at USA and Canada by Yokohama. And the green flag is back in the air. And it'll be Roman D'Angelis who will see it first and comes through with not very much of a gap between himself and the black and gold car of Trenton Estep in second. Zachary with Robichon is there. Will Hardeman looking to have to defend there from... Uh, Max Root, who goes down the inside, I think he might have got position there. No, he didn't. He's had to drop back in. Somebody going very, very wide behind. I think that's Nelson Mason. Or was it Remo Rischetti? Uh, Rischetti behind those guys. But that was a very long way off at the exit of turn one. <laughs> that will have caught your attention. Oh, Not yes. the best of restarts from Roman De Angelis, but he's managed to hold his lead. Hasn't extended it, though. No, and Zach Grobichon got a great run through turn one, had more momentum onto that short run towards turn three, through a little kink there, but Trenton Estep just defended that line just a little bit, perfectly entitled to do that, Zach Grobichon back into third position. Place made up by Remo Rochetti, so it wasn't him that went wide, and he's got Max Root, Maxwell Root was in fifth position, he's dropped back one. Perhaps it's so difficult, isn't it? On the restart, you want to attack, you want to attack, you want to attack. As soon as you do that, and your attackers rebuffed, you lose momentum. And Max Root trying to get back yeah. through on the inside of Nelson Mason. I think perhaps it was Max Root that ran wide. Yeah, on the it might have been. I think you're right. Yeah. But it was that area of the field. And, and, and his whole goal coming to this weekend, according to John Wright, the uh, team principal, is Frank Razzo's car is off the road. Uh, the whole goal for this week for Max Root is his first race at this sort of level, a race in the Pirelli Cup Porsche series, but not at this level of intensity, was to get through the weekend, finish both races, finish in the top six, and not burn off his tyres as the race progresses. Yes. Those were the goals for the weekend Learn, set young by Matt. David Wright. Learn, young Matt. Frank Razzo was battling with Greg Palmer and Brent Asplund down in the gold category. They were sixth, seventh, and eighth on that restart. Well, well, Hardeman's moving around in the background. I wonder if it was... No, it was further back than him, but he's looked like he was trying to clean his tyres off. Meantime, great battle going on between Remo Rochetti and Nelson Mason. 96 and 35 car. Yeah, it was Maxwell Root who dropped back. DeAngelis goes through. Estep second, Robichon third, then Hardeman. Nelson Mason scored in fifth position as he went across the line just got his nose ahead of Remo Rochetti and then Max Root down in seventh place now yeah, the, other the number guy, seven the, excuse me the other guy that lost ground that lap was Anthony Imperato yes, in number 91 he took the restart in eighth position comes across the line now in 11th in number 91 one of the reasons there is we've gone back to full course yellows yellows breeding yellows David Kolkman has made up more positions and now is in the top ten mm. at nine right in behind Marco Cironi, 15 minutes to go and the number 10 car being driven backwards by Frank Razzo trying to get it out of the way but there's damage to the front and that's brought out the full course yellow now this will be another quickie yellow I think because it looks like Razzo's car is able to be flat towed and if they can get that behind the wall we might be able to go back to green quite quickly 
this is nerve jangling for De Angelis. Oh, still people racing here with the full course cautions yeah. out, yeah, not at the front of the field. I think it was two abreast heading into uh, turn seven. Correct. Uh, with the yellows already out, but uh, those two will be those guys will be uh, settling down now and tucking back into line. So inside 15 minutes remaining now in this 45 minutes race, so down to the final third. And as we saw yesterday, particularly strong in the late stages with number three and number 98 currently running in second and third now. And it was Roman DeAndres who kind of struggled a little bit towards the end of the stint. He was taken by surprise on the final lap when Zach Robichon chucked it down the inside at turn 16. It was a very opportunist move. And for most of the season, those two are going to be teammates north of the border, uh, representing Mark Motors Racing. So uh, I think, well, Roman, I saw, saw him last night. He was a little bit say, surprised that Zach should make that move because they chatted before the start and made, you know, promised they weren't going to do anything silly to each other. But uh, look, it, it was a clean move by Robichon. No question about well, Zach that. Would say it there was, was forceful. It wasn't. There was nothing silly there. No, I got through. There was uh, a gap. I went for indeed, it. Indeed, and it's exactly right. You know, that's what the youngster is learning. Uh, Do you Roman think we're uh, establishing a little bit of uh, of team hierarchy I there think for so. Lillian? Yeah. First so. person you want to beat is your teammates, and particularly when you're in identical machinery. Yeah. I mean, those two, well, actually, funnily enough, all three of these leaders, uh, Roman DeAndres, Trenton Estep, and Zach Robichaud, for the last couple of years, they've been racing together in F1600 cars north of the border. Oh, that's, wh that's where they've, uh, they've, they've uh, cut, their, cut their teeth, if you like, in the Toyota Tires uh, F1600 Championship in Canada. Uh, and that's a fabulously competitive series. There's a great way for youngsters to get started, by the way, at a pretty cost-effective price. That season will be starting off at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park probably in, in April, I think. I'm not quite sure. I haven't got the calendar in front of me. But uh, that's a, th these kids all came out of there, and, th and they are very, very good. Number seven car in fifth position, Maxwell Root, the Hurley Haywood Scholarship winner. This is uh, a project that's already born fruit last year Jake Edson was the recipient of that and repaid the confidence that was shown in him and the idea is to help young drivers through the early part of their career and Jake Edson took the opportunity with both hands and ran away with it and Maxwell Root has come to the sport with yeah. Very little experience in in racing. Yeah, no, he's, he's done some club racing last season in the uh, in the Pirelli uh, Cup Porsche series on the, primarily, I think, on the West Coast. Did very well in that. Won the Hurley Haywood Scholarship over the winter, as you say, following in the footsteps of uh, Jake Edson. Uh, he's hooked up with Wright Motorsports, which is a team that has a you know a huge history. And in that's the sport. a financial award, is it, mm. to allow somebody to race? Yes, uh, there's you know various elements to it. There is some financial assistance as well. Uh, and uh, but it's a great chance to be mentored certainly by some of the best and by Porsche as well. Porsche have a long history of supporting young drivers with their so. uh, uh, young driver programs both here in the US and globally and some of the big names that have come out of the Porsche young driver program in Europe driving the forerunners of these cars I mean, you think of people like Sasha Masson, Timo Bernard uh, we've got Earl Bamber who uh, came through the Porsche Cup as well extraordinary number of people yeah and the the winner of this championship last season and the first winner of the Hurley Haywood scholarship Jake Edson uh, was a, a very impressive winner of this championship last season he's going to be racing uh, with uh, the project one team one of the top teams in Europe in the uh, Porsche Carrera Cup Deutschland in Germany and also in some of the uh, Super Cup races as well so great opportunity for Jake to uh, 
expand his racing horizons. He's done a little bit of racing in Europe as part of TBSA scholarship in Formula Ford uh, a couple of years ago, but he is absolutely excited about the opportunity that he's got coming up in Europe. It's going to be tough because oh, yes. like, the Super Cup is the best of the best of the best of the best. best. Of the best of the best of the best. And follows, mainly follows the Formula One season uh, in on its European uh, tour. Uh, the Carrera Cup Deutschland, German Carrera Cup, um, when all of the Super Cup drivers have a weekend off, that's where they are. Most of the teams run parallel programmes and there's very few clashing commitments. And yeah. that is super competitive. And unlike the, the American series here, you're not allowed kind of ringers, uh, professional drivers, you know, yeah. drivers who, who make their living out of the sport, aren't, aren't uh, eligible to compete in the... Uh, in the series over here, so uh, he's going. You know, the level of competition over there for Jake is going to be way, way higher. But uh, hey, you only learn uh, when you're going up against the best. And again, he'll be going up against Porsche factory drivers, yeah, effectively, who have drivers. been selected mm -hmm. by Porsche to be their next generation, if you will. And if he can show well against them, he'll be doing very well indeed. Frank Raswell's car is on the back of the rollback, and it's again fabulous work by track services the beauty of Porsche Carrera Cup and Porsche Super Cup particularly nowadays is they all use the same car alright new car for one or two series this year we had it first thank you but ultimately Jeremy when we see people and we compare notes on other series we know if somebody drops into that series for example Jake Edson going to Carrera Cup Deutschland he's going to get into the same machinery that he's been driving so it's a direct comparison between him and the guys who were in that series but different tyres there are yes different tyres that is that is a good point uh, there are a, a couple of different tyre manufacturers who support the Porsche Cup around the world we're delighted to say that Yokohama has been on board over here in the US for quite a while and because the uh, and the reason we can do the two races together here as we did last year at uh, Watkins Glen International is because they also supply the Ultra 94 Canadian uh, GT3 Cup Challenge by Yokohama as well so there is no worry about well you know whose who's tyres do we run on we all run on the same that's right, and the number 24 car, the uh, back of the field. Another guy making his debut this weekend uh, from Guatemala is uh, Adam Ramos. He's a very successful businessman in Guatemala. Uh, he's got six or seven Porsches of various vintages, uh, and he's hooked up with uh, Ramiz Wahib at uh, NGT Motorsport and going to be doing some races this season. This is his debut weekend in the GT3 Cup. Under eight minutes to go. Oops. Putting the wheel off up behind the safety car there. Tom Kerr, who had a bit of an incident at the start of the first race yeah. of the weekend here. Max Root, by the way, is back up into fifth position in, in car number seven, that uh, Hurley Hayward scholarship winning car. And as the caution came out he, on the restart, on previous restart, by the way, he lost a couple of positions. Yeah, he went wide But then, but then one, gained yeah. the back again. I'm not so sure. That, well, it looked to me like the yellow flags might have been already waving when he made one of those passes down at turn seven, but I'm sure the officials have been on, on top of that, and it must have been a judge a clean pass because he is now back ahead of the number 35 and 96, which is uh, Mason, Nelson Mason and Remo Rositi, two of the Canadian contenders uh, on, on that lap. Lights out then on our... Porsche safety car. We will be going back to green this time around with just under seven minutes remaining in this race. 
So in terms of the lap times, we're probably going to get th three laps, maybe four, depending on how quick they get to the line now. But I would say three is more likely. I'm waiting for the safety car to pull away. So Roman De Angelis has got it all to do again. Didn't get a blinding restart last time around, but did enough to hold on the lead. Uh, watch out for Zachary Robichon, third position in the number 98 car. Not weaving around for the moment, now he just starts to move around a little bit. Behind him is Will Hardman with the mostly white and light blue car, the 19 Maxwell Root with the red nose on his car, blue at the back. They'll be holding the brakes on these cars as well, make sure everything is fully up to temperature for when they get back to green frag racing. They do not want to have cold brakes as you go into turn one. Uh, watch out as well for David Coltman in the 71 car, yeah. sitting in eighth position at the moment. He'll be looking to make up some room coming from the back of the grid after his technical issues yesterday. Green flag waves, five and three quarter minutes of action in round two of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge by Yokohama across the line at Sebring. Estep down to the inside, got a stunning restart and there's no way you can defend against that unless you do the old over and under. And De Angelis has played a blinder there but can't get the overlap and will cede the lead to the Hertz car. And look at Robichon, third position in that brightly coloured yellow Mark Mortis machine. The top three have made a little bit of a break for freedom from Will Hardeman who didn't get a good restart but he's well, didn't get as good as the three ahead of him, but mind, he's thrown a huge gap back to Maxwell Root, who's really embroiled in a battle uh, behind those leading four. And side by side for fifth position as they come down towards the hairpin this time. Can Root hang on to it? No, I don't think he has. I think that was Nelson Mason that went through. I just saw the roof of his Porsche. And I've got a feeling that he's made up a position there. What a brilliant restart for the youngster. 18-year-old from San Antonio, Texas. That's Trenton Estep. Cut his racing teeth north of the border after karting in F1600. Uh, raced for JDX Racing last season. Had a couple of wins last year, including the final race of the season. That is, uh, David DeKolkman has a, a rubbing tyre, apparently, on car number 71, having gone all the way from the back of the field into, into the eighth position. Yeah, what a the... move by Estep in the lead of the race now ahead of Robin DeAndres. Zach Robichon hanging on there in third position. And also not far behind them is that number 19 car of Will Hardman's got made uh, a good restart. It was Rochetti that had gone through uh, into oh. fifth position. The Park Place Porsche, distinctively coloured, very similar to the car, the livery that runs in the IMSA series but that car is wounded as there's one, two, three wide coming down the Ullman Strait, battling for fifth position. Rochetti on driver's left, 35 on the other side of the road is Nelson Mason. And he is trying to make the move as De Angelis will come round to lead. White flag, white flag this time around with three minutes and 33 seconds on the clock. I thought we might have got another lap after this one. This battle for fifth position, again, three cars disputing it. The other car in there is Marco Cironi, the leader in the Masters category. Who's been on the podium overall before Correct. here at Sebring. He loves this place. Yes. Really does. Great move by Nelson Mason, and he has taken that fifth position. What a battle that is. Behind Mason. It's uh, Remo Rochetti. 
So they've traded places. The 77 is in there as well, Patrick Dussault. And these are all battling for positions. So we didn't see what happened to Max Root, did we, on that lap? No, he uh, down into the hairpin. One, yeah, sector one somewhere. It was down into the hairpin on the restart that Maxwell Root lost all of his momentum. Big slide from the leader coming out of turn number 10. And all of a sudden, Roman De Angelis is enthused. His interest is peaked. He's down to just about a portion, 9-11's length behind the leader. With half a lap to go, Robichon is not in the fight this time around. Not even Zachary Robichon can come from that far back. I'm not sure why we went white flag this time around. I thought it would have been time for one more lap. but uh... And I'm just hearing from race control that the white flag went out too early ah. and it will come out again this time around. I did think that at the time. So race control telling everyone... Expect to see the white flag this time around. Hopefully all the radios work in the car yeah. and there you get that message. So that gives another, so two little bits of encouragement for Roman De Angelis. Number one, he's now right up the tailpipes of the leader Trent Nesbitt. White flag will be shown again this time around. There is one lap to go. The white flag is out and Trent and Nesbitt will be going, oh, it wasn't that last time. I've got to do it all again. So Robichon has a chance, oh, round defense. the outside, here comes the De Angelis, right round the outside, big defensive manoeuvre to the left-hand side by Trent and Estep, and they'll be side-by-side. Side. The number one car runs the right-hand side, Yogahama's into the dirt, can't get the grip to turn three, Christensen's corner. Really exactly. defending, is Trent and Estep that just was a, drives to the inside. That was a really, really... Interesting move. That's fine because it, it's a, it's not a reactive maneuver. No, no, maneuver. I agree. I think it was uh, uh, he was taking a chance there because you have to scrub off so much speed taking that line and into the heaven at seven. He's doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, and what he can't do there, having defended the inside line, he can't move back across to take the racing line. So that'll compromise his exit a little bit. Will that give Roman DeAngelis an opportunity to go in towards turn thirteen? I tell you who's benefiting from this, and that's Zachary Robichon. He has closed in. I don't think he's still quite close enough. Turn sixteen on the brakes was where he was brilliant in the first race. Uh, he's going to be there. It's going to be the top three together. And Will Hardeman is not that far. If there's a schmozzle here and anyone can't finish, Will Hardeman could be on the podium and he knows that. And the Texan is closing up as well. One, two, three Porsches with half a lap to go now in the second round of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge by Yokohama. And the podium positions are not set in stone. Formula Ford tactics here from Trent and Esther, but he's got the pace there through the, through the kink leading into his final sequence of corners. Oh, he's really defensive though, Jeremy. Coming yeah through into the S's and he's got to get a good run down the inside that is the Robichon move by De Angelis but he couldn't make it stick but here comes Robichon he's had the clear run through turn 16 he's got the momentum and he's getting a double draft down the Ullman straight the leader is on the right hand side they've fan out one two three wide for a moment now Robichon's going to try and cut back oh, around the outside Robichon's in with a chance here if these two oh. touch and they have touched and Robichon's oh, going to go off. through Robichon's going to go through and win it. Hardeman will be second and Nelson Mason's going to be on the podium. Big swerve towards the line by Robichon but it was after the checkered flag and Zach Robichon plays a blinder. Two races in a row put himself in the position and it's a delightful double for Zachary Robichon for Mark Motors and the Canadians win here at Sebring. 
extraordinary finish to the race. Victor Gomez will take the Gold Cup classic category from Egidio Perfetti, who came through, and Rob Furrell, Furrell in third place there. And in the Masters, Marco Cironi was just one step away from the podium overall in the Canadian Cup. And Charlie Luck will take the Masters category in the US Series. Brilliant driving and well done to Victor Gomez, but my goodness me, Zachary Robichon, he could see that coming, Jeremy, he closed in, and De Angelis is not what, finished. I feel sorry for De Angelis there, because he was going around oh, the outside. He did, he did nothing wrong. No, and I wonder whether Estep's going to get a penalty here. He came across the line in fifth position, but uh, he was the guy who made contact with the number one car, De Angelis, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard racing, is what it was. It was a, was it a racing instance? Is there any? Uh, oh. Is there any? Yeah, look at how, how distraught he is, Roman Dianti. He know he knows. You know, he that led was a race the vast of the race, and he was going around the outside. A really brave move around the outside, and it looked like he had position there on Trenton Estep, but there was contact between the two. Let's have a look at the replay. There, there was, I mean, it wasn't over, Jeremy. It was going to be a sprint to the line. He yep. gets the overlap on turning. He's fine there. He's left enough room in the inside. Yes. But Estep there's the contact. Was the contact, or did Estep yes. just lose it on the bump? Well, yes, Trenton Estep did lose it on the butt, but he then contacted Roman De Angelis. Bit of swerving towards the line by Zachary Robichon, but I think he was far enough ahead not to impede Will Hardiman. And a very upset Roman De Angelis. Young yeah. man needs to take a breath. Uh, he's on the infield now. He's fine. His car's got a little bit of damage. He's, he's, he's got red hair already, uh, and there's flames coming out of his ears right now as well, because uh, he, 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 he reckons he was wronged there by Trenton Estep. The two youngsters, they're both teenagers, for goodness sake, driving these fabulous cars. It was a brilliant motor race to oh, watch. Absolutely. And, and, and let's make the point, Jeremy, and I, I'm, I'm, we don't live in race control, thank goodness. We don't have to make these decisions. Let's make the point, though, it, even the slightest, the, a slight mark just behind the front wheel on the number three JTX racing car. And it doesn't take much in any corner, but particularly not at 17. Correct. You are totally committed. The cars are on a knife edge in terms of handling and adhesion. And the slightest bit of contact unsettles the car. And that's all it took. You saw, you know, Estep's car went around. <laughs> it, it wasn't even as if De Angelis's car went around. It just knocked him off the line, yeah. and at that point, there's no margin for error. He's completely committed. Look, you're absolutely committed. Commitment is all about turn 17, turn one. Here, he was absolutely committed. It's so bumpy there. The cars are always on edge in any case, particularly with the bumpy concrete there. So the cars are literally hopping from bump to bump to bump. And when you get a tap as well, you've got no hope of maintaining control of that car. And that is what uh, sent uh, young Roman DeAndres into the tyres, and uh, and also sent Estep spinning. But what a great drive by Zachary Ruby. And he opportunities a brilliant drive yesterday also to yes. get second place on the final couple of corners yep. and now he comes away with a victory as well a great day for Zachary Robichon in calibre 88 for Mark 98 for Mark Motors Racing yeah Robichon with the overall victory today yesterday he got the win for the Canadian uh, championship. So that'll be his fifth uh, win o overall now in, in Canada. Two wins each of the past two seasons. Finished second in the championship in Ultra 94 Championship, each of uh, 16 and 17. So a great way to start the season for Zach uh, Robichon. Second place then, Will Hardman. That equals his best ever finish. He's the guy who only started racing at the beginning of 2016. He's had a, a three 
second place finishes before this weekend. So this is be his 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 fourth. Uh, Road American 16 and at Barber and Watkins Glen last season. So Will Hardman is knocking on that door, isn't he? Well done to all of our winners, Zach Robichon. Will Hardiman will get the top points for the American series in yes. second place oh, overall. Point. Well done to him. So that's, that's a, a win, That's a win so, yeah, for him. Point. Victor Gomez wins the gold class. Uh, Chironi in the Masters in Canada and uh, Charlie Luck for the Masters in the US series. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindorf were getting far too excited <laughs> about race two in the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you for the rest of the season. Bye for now. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more... Visit RadioLamont.com.